Alright guys, I'm rocking it old school. I'm in the car, cruising down to Lubbock to take care of some business that's been left undone. Um, I was just listening to uh, uh, Marty's Bent. I didn't, no, I wasn't listening to Marty's Bent. What am I talking about? I was listening to Marty Bent's Tales from the Crypt, uh, his latest uh, episode. Uh, and it is November the 14th at about 8.08 a.m. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, the, his, his guest said something that was, or him and his guest said something that, that started making me think about how Bitcoin fits or there's a an emulatory uh, strike that uh, Bitcoin made in ecology. Uh, we, I mean, emulating a, a, a type of, a system, not a system, um, a phenomenon that, that is in ecology, and that is clearly clearly evolution. And what what was said was they were talking about how shit coins are kind of, if all altcoins had gone away, right, like tomorrow or this morning, let's say all our altcoins just poof vanished, then Bitcoin has a problem, and I'm going to agree with that uh, simply because. For a while, uh, the uh, various altcoins, shitcoins, ICOs, now we're into stablecoin generation. Um, all of these, all of these things are acting, are going to act as a shield against, uh, or a shield for Bitcoin, even though some of them are uh, itself turning into attack vectors on Bitcoin. And I'm going to try to. Uh, I'm going to try to peel this apart it, it, uh, from the standpoint of how Bitcoin's edge rubs up against ecology, which is kind of in keeping with the whole Bitcoin and um, podcast ethos. Uh, this is kind of interesting because it made me think of um, uh, clearly not not just Darwinism insofar as um you know, an organism will uh, mutate and turn it, you know, and uh, th those offspring will uh, either be a, be better equipped to survive or, you know, than its parents um, on, you know, uh, as the ecology around them, uh, around them changes because they have a mutation that somehow or another gives them an advantage to procreate and, uh, with other beings that they're able to procreate with and therefore pass on that mutated gene. Or that mutated gene is going to act as a hindrance and chances are good that that organism and its new, its new gene that it carries is never going to be able to reach a situation where it can procreate, therefore that gene dies. Uh, that's sort of like the, the way that Darwinism uh, works. It is not, please, God, don't say evolution is survival of the fittest. Because it's um, it's it, it's it's a it's an argument that has no legs, okay? <laughs> Much like the the Dar the Darwin fish, the Darwin Christian fish that has legs that you see on the backs of people's cars. Uh, here's the reason why it doesn't work: Who survives? Those who are fit, well, or fittest? Well, who's fittest? Well, those who survive. No. It has nothing to do with that because that's within, you're talking about a question that's within a single generation 
like a, like not even a generation. Yeah, well, I guess a generation. Like I'm alive. I have survived because I'm fit. No, that's not the way this works. Um, I've had children, okay? And since I've had children, I've passed on the genes that enabled me to survive to the point, uh, past the point of being able to procreate and have kids, all right? That's actual evolution. Now, if there's a, like if I had carried a mutation or somehow or another, uh, my uh, uh, sex cells, otherwise known as sperm and or gametes, had a one of those things mutated but was able to uh, get to the egg and uh, have a viable offspring, then one of my offspring has that mutation. I, 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 you know, it's, it's hard to tell, right? Um, I, and none of my kids were born with an arm hanging out of their neck, okay? That's, so there's no, you know, obvious mutation. But, okay, so with that said, uh, being clear about Darwinism, not being survival of the fittest because it's a BS argument, what we can go get to now is Bitcoin, and here's the statement I'm going to make. Bitcoin as an organism has thrown off several hundred mutations of itself. And it's thrown it off, thrown them off in a, think of it as Bitcoin is like a, I don't know, in my mind I'm thinking of Bitcoin as like a, uh, I, I, let's say a, a tree. And it's a 10 year old tree. And it's been dropping nuts around it. And each one of those nuts is, is mutated because the environment that Bitcoin is in right now is um, it's a highly changing ecosystem and organisms that throw off the most uh, the organisms that will throw off the most and different mutations has the best chance to have its initial genetics transferred to an organism that can survive in this rapidly changing thing or this rapidly changing uh, and completely different pressure, uh, environmental pressures, in this case, regulatory pressures, uh, social pressures, uh, all these different kinds of pressures are causing Bitcoin to just cast off mutation after mutation after mutation after mutation after mutation, hundreds of them, just dropping them like acorns all around, and these things are taking root. They're viable enough to put crack the shell of the nut, put a root into the ground, and throw at least a couple of primary leaves up into the sunlight, and some of them have been growing for years. Like Litecoin is one of the oldest uh, mutations of Bitcoin that we have, and it's yeah, I mean it ran up to four was it 450 or 350, and then Charlie Lee, the the creator of Litecoin, sold he sold at the top. Um, I, I don't hold any grudge to Charlie. He's always been a pretty staunch defender of Bitcoin. But be that as it may, you know, he sold at 350 and now it's back down to 50. But it's, it, last I saw, it's still churning out blocks every couple of minutes. Like, uh, I think it's uh, uh, every two, 2.5 minutes. So it's still alive. Ethereum is one of the most <clears throat> mutated versions of Bitcoin that's ever been because it's, it was never based on the actual, uh, um, Bitcoin uh, core code. It was uh, written from scratch in a, as a completely different 
you can think of it as a completely different organism. All right, so and then it, through its ability, it's only it's the only gene it had or or possesses that allows it to exist in the the pressurized environment that Bitcoin exists in is its ability to cast off mutations of itself called the ERC20, ERC I think it's like 721 and in Captain Kirk parlance ERC1701. <laughs> if you don't know the reference uh, it was uh, William Shatner tweeted out a couple of days ago about, he said something along the lines of ERC-20. Yeah, Ethereum is cool because it has ERC-20, ERC-721, and ERC-1701. And 1701 was the, was the number for the uh, USS uh, Enterprise, was the original uh, number. NCC-1701 was the number that was actually on the ship. Um, it was... It was an awesome reference coming out of uh, William Shatner, who is making his entry into the cryptosphere. So we want to welcome William Shatner and hope that he's got the cojones to hang with the big boys in what is crypto Twitter, which is one of the most toxic freaking environments the world has ever seen. But back to back to the, the mutation thing. So you got uh, you got Bitcoin casting off hundreds of mutations. Through the uh, ICO market and ERC-20 and 721 <clears throat> market and uh, ecosystem, you got Ethereum casting off its own mutations. And those are actually going to shield Bitcoin as much as it shields Ethereum. Because what's, with all these mutations, the only way to chop through to the core heads, and there's going to, I don't know, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and I'll pick one and say uh, Monero, Zcash, you know, and they were all original, you know, heavy-duty mutations of uh, of Bitcoin. Uh, I don't include Dash because Dash was a fork of uh, an eventual fork of a fork of a fork of Bitcoin. So that's you know that lineage to going down to Dash is just yet another shit coin that's going to act as a shield that will uh, uh, help to protect Bitcoin as regulators and the rest of the world try to figure out how to attack Bitcoin. They're not going to be able to. Directly, because it's shielded, it's cast. It's been casting off mutations of itself for ten years, and those mutations are starting to cast off hundreds of mutations. And then it's prob quite probable that by the time the regulators really get their legs under them, and they they're getting their feet under them now, but once they've got their sea legs under them, it's going to go real fast as to who gets start taken down. And we've already seen, we've already seen a couple of stories. At least one where the head of uh, some shitcoin got arrested <clears throat> or, or is somehow or another under some kind of governmental pressure. I don't know if it's from the United States or, or some European country. I, I really don't care because they're able to get to him because one of the things that's, that seems to be, uh, how to say it, um, one of the things that seems to be inherent in all the mutations is that every single one of these mutations has a head. A head, a head dude, head person, somebody who has, you know, has a, a home address, an address of business, receives mail, can be expected to be at some certain location on a daily basis. Um, you know, that's, that is centralization in the, right from the get-go. So that is the one trait that Bitcoin did not pass on to any of its mutations is the fact that it has no head. 
Satoshi, man, he said, you know what? Um, uh, Gavin, yeah, he was working with Gavin Andreessen. And uh, I think it's Andreessen is how you pronounce it, but I might be just butchering Gavin's name. In either event, <clears throat> Satoshi was working with Gavin and a couple of other a couple of other people in the early days, and then uh, Gavin got invited to go talk to the CIA, yeah, the Central Intelligence Agency, and he did. It was either the CIA or the FBI. It was it, it was one of the United States three letter uh, three letter associations, and he yeah he he. He went to go talk to him, and I mean within days. Satoshi said, you know what, Gavin, I'm going to hand the project over to you, and I'm gone. And that was it. And nobody's heard from Satoshi Nakamoto since. Whether it's a he, a she, or several different people of mixed genders, nobody's heard from, from Satoshi Nakamoto since. Not a word. None of uh, Satoshi's coins have moved. We, and we have a pretty good idea of the original wallet. Uh, there's a million coins in that wallet, and not a single one of them moved, even when the price was twenty thousand or nineteen thousand dollars at the in December of 2017. Uh, that dude's gone, either dead or has such moral and ethical fiber that he, she, they, it, alien, whatever, either. Decided to forget the uh, forget the passcode. Yeah, they're still doing bridge work. That's what that noise was. <clears throat> Either forget the passcode to uh, recover the uh, private keys so that they could move the coins, or they just burned it. They burned like it was a paper wallet and just burned it down. I don't know. But in either event, Bitcoin is the only one of these that has no head. Everybody else, the, every single one of these things has a centralized figure of some kind or another that can be gotten to, and they will be gotten to, which means that governmental agencies are going to have to get their their, their machetes, i.e. lawyers, and they're going to have to chop through fields and fields and fields of pure shit before they can even get to the core that is Bitcoin. So in this particular case... What we have is we have an organism out in the wild that's throwing off mutations of itself, not in this particular case, in my opinion, in this particular case, not to spread its genes in a highly pressurized envir environment so that it can um, protect itself from death insofar that it, it, like, all of a sudden the environment changes so rapidly that Bitcoin itself can't survive. No, 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 no. This is mutations being thrown off by an organism for the sheer purpose of self-protection. And I've never, in, and I've, I've, I've got a degree in biology, actually I've, uh, I have a degree in biology, it's a Bachelor of Science, and then I have a Master's of Science that covers a lot more biology. There's a, a, it was interdisciplinary, but there was a lot of bioinformatics, which was essentially uh, searching, being able to search genes um, how de uh, genetic databases work um, did a lot of that kind of stuff in either event you know you can read Richard Dawkins and you can read a whole bunch of other you know mammologists and, and guys that pontificate on evolutionary biology evolutionary biological theory and what you'll find is nothing in ecology acts like this not in, not in the natural world not 
not a fleshy-based system, throws off mutations of itself for the sheer point of self-protection. Uh, like you'll, there's a couple of uh, uh, one of the most uh, taught, you know, talked about stories or systems in ecology that talks about mutations and um, uh, how genes spread themselves and, and how they uh, how they uh, kind of work together to survive. Is Richard Daw- I think it's Richard Dawkins. He's talking about prairie dogs, whereas prairie dogs have this. Uh, it's, it's all true. It, they approach each other, whether whether by kin, in other words, by blood, offspring, sibling, whatnot like that, um, or th- people that they, uh, other uh, prairie dogs that they aren't related to by blood, they protect each other for the good of the whole. And that's what's called an altruistic stance. Now, what's, like, for instance, one of the examples is that a prairie dog, um, if, you know, if there's like a, I don't know, a snake that looks like it's going to get into the den of another family, but that somehow or another that family is related to the prairie dog that sees this thing, that prairie dog will um, go grab the, the uh, attention of the snake and lead it off, even if it means it's own, that prairie dog's own demise. Okay, so that would be like that prairie dog being Bitcoin, throwing off a bunch of mutations, having a whole bunch of familial connections, and protecting the family. Uh, by lead, you know being the person to lead off uh, in this case like let's say uh, uh, financial security you know was it FinCEN um, uh, or you know SEC or or any of these uh, uh, financial guys and regulators leading them off to its own demise that's not what's going to happen. Bitcoin is very selfish at this point. It is extraordinarily. It is acting. In a way, and this is the first time that I've thought about this, Bitcoin is acting in a way that is the most selfish organism on the face of the planet because it is throwing out mutations for the express purpose to get killed so that the attacker will waste its energy hunting down and killing the mutations. And, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting, it's an interesting theory because I, like I said, I've, I've been in biology, you know, I've studied biology, I've, stu- I've studied it twice, and um, nowhere have I ever seen an organism that does this. It is either altruistic, or it's like, you know, mutation in anticipation of the or- original organism's own demise. I don't see that here. I, I, I don't. I don't see that here, because I, I and I think it's how rapidly Bitcoin is throwing off mutations. Now, I want to—I actually kind of want to connect this back uh, to another another one of the things that I want to that I want to talk about, which is like video games. And you know, what is it about Bitcoin that that emulates video games? Um, there is a few a few of the newer video games <clears throat> that are I don't know free to play. Um, God. Malden's going to kill me. He's a, Malden's a, a good friend of mine. Um, he plays this game all, all the time. It's a it's a Diablo clone. I cannot believe that I cannot remember. Like, remember the name of this game. That's just terrible of me. Because I used to play it myself. But it's a, it's a Diablo clone. And essentially you're a character and you're walking, you know, walking through, like, 
some kind of fantasy, you know, world with swords and armor and, you know, the, the, your usual, your usual stuff. And it's an MMO. It's a multi, uh, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. I'm just saying it's like pillars of serenity or something like that. God, it's, and it's right on the tip of my tongue. I'm, it's just embarrassing that I can't remember the name of it. But in either event, yeah, it, like, uh, your, your character is, it can either always be imbued or train up to, with these, uh, other powers other than, uh, sword fighting or mace fighting or, you know, what, you know, whatever other, uh, skills that you can train. Um, you know, and like all the, like all the rest of the, uh, MMORPGs, it's kind of, you're kind of treadmilling. It makes it a little bit more, this particular game makes it a little bit more fun. But, you know, still you're training. Well, if you're training as a mage or wizard or illusionist or whatever the hell the name of the particular character class in this game is, um, like, ne- like, uh, necromancy, uh, you can cast off your, or you can cast a spell that raises the dead. Or, or you know, like, say so you kill, you know, kill a few enemies and then you can raise them up as skeletons that fire, you know, balls. And the, Clearly, the more skill you gain, the more of these things you can raise, and you can walk around and they basically surround you, so not only are they acting as a shield against attackers, because they have to get, they have to first kill the, the uh, skeleton that's standing in their particular vector to get to you, but the skeleton, in so doing, they're under attack by the skeleton because they're firing back. So, and, and there's also, like, uh, you know, you could do the same thing as an animal tamer, I suppose. I don't think they have animal taming in this particular game. It certainly was alive in Ultima Online and other games where you could surround yourself with, like, great big bears. And so, in a, in a way, one of the things that I haven't seen uh, as of yet uh, in a game is the ability for you to basically make clones of yourself and just hurl them at your attacker to, you know, act, not only act as a block, but to have some semblance of the, the powers that were originally imbued by the player character that cast off the mutation of him or herself. So that would be kind of interesting to see. But in, in video gaming, this is, this, this selfish, um, the selfie, you know, the selfish casting of, uh, not spells, but this sort of like raising up around you that which you are go- you are well prepared to sacrifice. You don't care about any of the crap that you just raised up, right? This is the only other place that I've seen it. I, I like I said, in actual ecology, like out in the world, walking around, you know, looking at grass and going through forest and you know, looking at how animals breed and the mutations and, and you know, the thing, all these things, right? Um, I haven't seen anything act like Bitcoin, who is, in my opinion, and I've reserved the right to, you know, if you want to argue with me, that's fine. But it is, and it is just an opinion. But I truly believe that this is the first organism the world has ever seen that is truly 100% selfish, and all it's doing is casting off copies of itself as insulation against the environment in which it is thriving until 
and sacrificing, it'll sacrifice Monero, it'll sacrifice Ethereum, and it'll sacrifice Zcash. But before it does that, it will allow Zcash and Monero and uh, all the, you know, the, what was it, the Zcash, Ethereum, and Monero, and like a couple of the other pillars, it will first allow them to be insulated against attack by their clones, which also act as shields to Bitcoin because the regulators are going to have to get through that first because that's the low-hanging fruit. Those, all those clones are the people that have an office that they, that the FBI and SEC could, they can go knock on the door. They can say, Hey, come on out, bud. We have some questions that we want to ask. Good luck doing that. Good luck doing that with Bitcoin. Yes, they can go, you know, they may be able to go talk to Jameson Lop and say, Hey, we have some questions. And I don't think Jameson would have, you know, that much of, well, he'd have a problem with it, but he wouldn't really be in any kind of trouble because of a Supreme Court decision that was handed down specifically about whether or not cryptography and computer code that generates cryptography was indeed a munition that you could get in trouble for exporting over borders. And the the, the uh, Supreme uh, Court decision, I wish I knew the name of the, the case, but that particular Supreme Court decision came down as cryptography and the computer code behind it is freedom of speech. It is protected under the first of your First Amendment right that the government, whether federal all the way down to local, is unable to restrict your use of computer code. So they can go ask Jameson questions as to what he's contributing to the code. They can go ask Greg Maxwell what he's contributing to the code. But unless these assholes are prepared to black, you know, black bag these dudes and drag them into some kind of, you know, cellar underneath the frickin' Capitol building and torture them, uh, and even if they did, that project's gonna roll forward. That project's going to continue to, to, to crank out 10-minute blocks no matter what you do. No matter who says what, in some third-world hellhole, there's going to be some dude with a Bitcoin full node and probably a Lightning node connected to it that's going to be cranking out blocks. Well, a Bitcoin full node and a miner and a, you know, a Lightning node, the only way that you can crank out a block is if you're a miner. But even if they drone-striked known... Uh, known Bitcoin mining facilities. First of all, the legal issues behind that are staggering because, you know, you have to, the United States or China or something would, would, they would, they would have to defend themselves to the UN as to why they went to Norway and drone struck a computer facility. I don't think it's going to work that well. Okay. So, but that situation is, is inherently only, only, you know, existent in Bitcoin. It doesn't exist in any other any of the any of the other projects. They can they can definitely go and subpoena. They can definitely find somebody uh, guilty of fraud in a court of law, either in the United States or somewhere else, that they were that they created this instrument, and that instrument is a regulated security, and they did not follow the rules. How Ethereum is getting off is I don't know because it is a security. 
It does not pass the Howey test, yet somehow or another the SEC has taken a hands-off approach to Ethereum. But one of these days, they may change their freaking mind. And they may decide, because they fucked themselves. And one of these days, the SEC might decide to unfuck that. And if they do, well, then Ethereum is toast. And the rest of them, like, the, and that will be, it. the unfucking will probably happen after the SEC chops through all the ICOs, all the shit coin scams, all the dupes, all the, you know, cut, copy, and paste coins, everything. Once once they've laid waste to all that, the only thing that will be standing is Bitcoin, Monero, Zcash, and a few other ones. And then they very well may decide to, to say, I'm going to unfuck ourselves and say, yes, Ethereum is going to be, you know, we are going to say that you were an unregulated security. And because you caused the your unregulated security was also the cause of hundreds of other unregulated securities. Someone, people are going to go to jail because they can. That was just a letter, sort of like a, a a letter of understanding when they kind of said we're not really going to judge uh, Ethereum as a as a security token. They can they can reverse that. That wasn't a Supreme Court decision. That was just the SEC pontificating on what they're doing, right? how they're thinking about this shit right now. You get another chair or you change a few chairs at the SEC, and all of a sudden that particular letter could be thrown in the shredder. It is just a matter of time. And then Bitcoin will enjoy the shielding of Monero, Zcash, Ethereum, and like a couple of the other pillars, maybe even Litecoin. I Technically, I say this for pure you know, uh, transparency. I have some Litecoin. I have a little bag of Litecoin. I also have a little bag of Doge, which is one of the reasons why I'm not really ethically allowed to call myself a Bitcoin maximalist. I can't. Why? Because I own shit other than the Bitcoin. So I'd, I'd rather not see Litecoin go down, but that's just a bias. Uh, you know, of course I don't want to see Litecoin go down. That's what I, that's the bag that I hold, which is what is defending at this point, it's the bag holders that are defending their particular uh, flavor of shitcoin. And once the SEC chops down that shitcoin, if they're, the bag holders that are lucky enough will be able to, to put their uh, put their bag, sell their bags to somebody else. And and I think what'll happen is that value will start propagating and leapfrogging from coins that are being destroyed by re, you know regulatory pressure. And it will that power and that energy will leapfrog back into what where it rightfully belongs, and that actually is Bitcoin. So even if Litecoin gets destroyed, I'm not going to shed a tear. Um, and I don't think, uh, to tell you the truth, I don't think Doge is in any trouble, other than price, because Doge, if, uh, come to think of it, there's really not any, well, the guy that invented Doge, we all, and I can't remember his name, I can't remember a lot of stuff this morning, I think it's because I have to go deal with crap and in Lubbock and whatnot, but in either event, this dude, uh, Palmer Jackson, yeah, yeah, Palmer Jackson created Doge as a joke coin, a meme coin, I, 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 the more that I listen to him, the more I think he really did it because he hated the idea of Bitcoin and went and, and tried to actually undermine it socially by saying, well, anybody can, you know, do anything with it, and yet here we have Dogecoin years after Jackson walks away from it, and it's still alive, but so is Jackson. You know, Charlie Lee walked away from Litecoin, but he's still Charlie Lee. 
the, the only coin that doesn't have anybody, nobody knows who the person is, is Bitcoin. So all these others are instantly not, by definition, they are not mutations cast off by Bitcoin itself to propagate the species. These are cast off by Bitcoin as firewalls. And Bitcoin expects those firewalls to burn down. All right, so this is, there's no altruism here. This is pure selfish, this is pure selfishness. And Bitcoin is using the energy of other systems, not what you think. This, Bitcoin is using the energy of bag holders to prop those shields up. Okay, it's actually kind of being selfish to the human race, which is paying Bitcoin to uh, paying Bitcoin to secure our wealth. So there's almost a parrot man. It's almost like a parasite. But with, I think it's actually I, I'm going to say it's a it's, it's a symbiote. Bitcoin is sucking up energy of fools and idiots to prop up shields for its own protection. In return, giving non-idiots protection of wealth. So, not only is it, it uh, not only is Bitcoin acting as an ecological, a digitally ecological uh, organism that's causing mutation pressure in the digital realm. It's going to cause mutation pressure in the real world, i.e., those people who lose all their money and become homeless before they can procreate will lose will be less likely to pass on their genes and i mean who would want to have sex with someone living under a bridge and have a kid with them let's be honest nobody's going to do that except possibly another you know somebody else who's really 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 destitute because sex is a driving factor of the human of the human experience and the human condition but more often than not, those people that were dumb enough to buy those bags, and those bags were invented by Bitcoin itself to prop up systems that will protect it from regulators. My God, man, this is hell. There's a shit. There's a there's a paper. There's actually a paper in this somewhere. Um, I might have to actually sit down and do typing and reach for things like books to flesh this out, but. So I'm I'm uh, I'm going to end this here. Uh, I understand that this is clearly clearly not your usual Bitcoin and episode, uh, and I do apologize for that. But um, I didn't feel comfortable not doing a show today, and I also didn't feel comfortable about throwing up another rerun. So the only alternative was to go old school, put the headphones in crank up the voice recorder on my iPhone and, and let it rip. Um, I hope it made some sense. Um, I think there's something to this. I really do. I'd like to hear, I'd, if at all possible, I'd like to hear uh, some uh, feedback on this particular, on this particular take. Um, but other than that, I'm almost down to Lubbock. Uh, so I'm going to end it here and uh, I will see you guys on the other side.